Welcome to what will formally be known Movie Pain or Pleasure podcast in our new show that we're calling We're Not Critics. So this is a two-part episode. One, to make an announcement, AJ has silver hair. Oh, I didn't even... I also this. have silver hair, but I just had to wait until I got into my 40s. But main thing is we are doing a little bit of rebranding. So we've been talking about this a lot, is that we realized our show started out, or the idea was to do guilty pleasures and hate watches and usually cringy bad movies and we do that sometimes but then we just found ourselves going off into different things like lists of things and talking about movies that are genuinely good that we actually like so we just thought okay we need to do some rebranding and so that's why we're going to call our show we're not critics i would also like to thank our first hater and first critic i'll give the initial j on our pinocchio video who actually i don't have anything bad to say about him he actually had some very good points to make but he did say i know it's kind of your brand but this video feels needlessly mean-spirited so we're not mean but we are kind of assholes and i said that in the very first episode i don't want to get all basic bitch queen rachel hollis and say like sis what makes you think i'm relatable i don't want to be like that and be dismissive but we're also not nice and sweet um and he also said he hoped we didn't think we were actually doing a good job as reviewers because we come off not so much as reviewers but as very unlikable people. So that's when we started thinking, well, you know, we're not really movie critics. We never set out to say we're movie critics. We're not professional movie critics. We have full-time jobs doing other things. Am I a content creator because I write for a website and I've published a book? Maybe, I guess, I don't know, but I don't really play in that space. But we just felt like we're not credit critics would be a better representation of who we are. We're just average movie consumers, average customers, who love to watch movies and TV shows and talk about them. And hopefully we're funny. Also, two things won't change. One, I'll always have my little Texas necklace. And 99.9% .9 of the time I'm drinking something alcoholic. So, cheers. The name change was your idea. So what were you thinking? I'm tired of people thinking that we're a show about stuff we're not about. <laughs> Some risque things. Oh, yeah, because if you search movie pain or pleasure... Um, some naughty sex things come up on YouTube, so it's, uh, the pain or pleasure takes over the movie tagline. Yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> and I just stuck with it because we couldn't think of, like, a better name that encapsulated the original idea of the show, but since we want to branch out, fuck it, like, yeah, we're, mo we're moving on. We're not critics, we just watch a lot of movies and TV and say that that's a legitimate hobby. We will still do... Movies that are guilty pleasures or hate watches. Oh, hell yeah. So, Our next episode is going to be a hate watch for sure. Uh, Ugh, it's so awful. Bad. But let's talk about better things. Okay, are we done with the rebranding? Yeah. Okay, so since this is a little bonus episode, we're going to talk about a movie we really loved. And it's a sequel in the middle of February. How in the world could Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, be so amazing? It's a sequel to a spinoff that is 10... Plus years old? Yeah. <laughs> that was also a spinoff that came after three movies of the original trilogy. So, in case you don't know, Puss in Boots came from Shrek. My God. 
And now it's the best one. It's amazing. It's the best one. So we love animated movies anyway. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words. If you want to know more about how we feel about anime, you could go back and watch or listen to our episode about anime recommendations that we have. But yeah, Puss in Boots is a spinoff from Shrek. And, and I can really only think of two sequels that I sincerely like, and that's The Empire Strikes Back and Sinister 2. So, <laughs> uh, but this one, the animation was good. The story was really touching and the villain was incredible like all of them because there's technically three antagonists because there's the sympathetic antagonist there's the oh my god he's evil piece of shit antagonist oh and then there's like the moral antagonists it's there to like push your so there's like chaotic evil and all that stuff oh yeah if we're going D, &D, yeah yeah chaotic evil neutral evil so john mulaney does a great job as jack horner who is evil as shit like people (laughs) die because of him they kill people on screen because of him he does it a lot he does it a lot he does it um which is great because i didn't even know who that character was little jack horner sat in a corner i don't i've never heard of that stuck stuck in his thumb plot of i think what a good boy am I? No. I don't know. I don't remember. I think I knew what the the name of it was, like that character name. I'd never heard anything about him. And then he's this giant, ugly as hell, like fat baby cheek face like, with a tiny face, like just big. Um, he was evil as hell, and, though. He and it's evil. John Mulaney, who uh, I'm glad to see he's back at work. Mm-hmm. We so. enjoy John Mulaney's comedy. So who's the sympathetic antagonist? The, uh, the, 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 the British heist bears. Oh, Goldilocks and the three bears who have these wonderful Cockney accents. Yeah, and they're was... a they're a crime gang. <laughs> and thankfully, like every person in the family isn't just British. Like they're all they have the same accent. <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's the Queen of England accent and Michael Caine. Like you know how Game of Thrones does. Yeah. Yeah, just everybody uh, has a different it's, accent. You're British, whatever. It's all British and stuff. It's all the same. So. They were all, they were pretty cool. I I didn't actually like Goldilocks that much. No, but, but she I'm... was a little annoying. But I like the family. Like the bears were yeah. cool. Mama bears, like the one that keeps shit down. But she's totally a part of all this crime. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, Papa Bear sounds like he could murder somebody. He sounded like Baloo from uh, Mowgli. Oh, uh, the Andy Circus version. Yeah, yeah. So the moral antagonist oh my god he was amazing uh maybe we shouldn't give away who he is el lobo (laughs) el lobo he's the lobo and he's fucking awesome i thought his eye thing was gonna be gimmicky like his red eyes i was Uh like okay that's a like it catches your eye but is he gonna be good and oh my god he's amazing (laughs) yeah it, it was it was incredible it was really good um i won't say who he represents but you do see this character represented in a lot of folklore actually in the pinocchio movie that we didn't really enjoy very much but also a lot of italian fables and fairy tales have this certain character in there also in the deathly hallows so you know at first puss thinks the wolf is a bounty hunter but he's so much more and he really helps tell the story so puss basically is on his last life he's a cat so he has nine lives and he learns over time. I mean, it's a really good lesson in appreciating the life you have and the people you love and care about. The only character I really didn't care about was Kitty Softpaws. She was she's fine. Just, she's just kind of the straight man. 
Like, she's fine. No. Uh, Perito is cool. Yes, he's cute. He, there's a little chihuahua who's just, like, happy-go-lucky. Nothing is bad. I he's very sweet. he was gonna get really annoying, but it was, he was fine. He was no. cool. Um, and, let's see. The only thing that I was kind of like, eh, some of the time, was the animation stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I really liked the new animation style. Looks very Spider-Verse. But sometimes I think they could have swapped it out with, like, a more normal animation when it wasn't, like, a really big fight. Yeah. Like, or an important one, anyway. First fight, cool, because there's, like, it's setting up the the film, so show off your animation. The last fight, for sure. Oh, my God, that um, was amazing. It looks so good. But a couple of the ones with Jack Horner, I would have been okay if it was, like, a more normal, less comic book action looking type of motion yeah i remember seeing the commercials and thinking like did they have not did they not have enough budget to do good animation but when you get into watching the movie it 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 feels it has a certain look to it it does have the 3d animation it has the kind of that end of the spider-verse look and it's kind of like i don't know all the technical terms but it looks different than the first one it's kind of like creating motion with less actual motion like almost like a comic book where it shows lines when somebody's running like fast and there's motion breaks mm-hmm. almost a little bit like claymation-y almost, almost in my head yeah. like um and it's it's pretty cool i just maybe we'll use it a little bit less but you know they made an amazing movie so you can't complain about it yeah um, i'm surprised i didn't cry with this movie because it has some very adult themes um things we all none of us can escape the theme that it deals with. So it was some heavy stuff. This movie and soul are like, Oh yeah. Movies that I feel like, you know, animated like family movies that are for the adults almost Mm -hmm. like it's very bright and colorful and yeah, kids can watch it, but it seems like this stuff would be way more impactful if you're like above the age of 13, Mm -hmm. uh, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I think this and Soul are, like, actually kind of for adults. They're, like, twin soulmate movies, so to speak. And, and, you know, it's so hilarious to go back and think, it's fucking puss. It's Antonio Banderas wanting to fuck everybody as a cat. <laughs> and it's one of the most impactful movies I've ever seen. I love it so much. And it, you know, with kind of the animation style and the themes and everything, it felt like an old-fashioned Mother Goose rhyme or a fairy tale or these old fables or something like the Deathly Hallows, which mm. I know is not technically a fairy tale, but whatever. But it had that old world feeling that the new one, or I'm sorry, the first one didn't have as much. That just felt like your run-of-the-mill animated movie. It was really funny. I loved it. But this one felt different. This like, one felt really meaningful. They had a point to make. Mm-hmm. And also, I legitimately think it's better than any other Shrek movie. I think it's better than all oh, yeah. of the Shrek films. I... I it's not DreamWorks' number one movie, but it's up there. Because, I mean, Prince of Egypt is still a thing, and that's like a masterpiece. I would rather watch Puss. I'm sure you would, but, Prince of Egypt, but I still have to recognize, like, yes. like, what each one of them is. And I still think that one's, like, probably a little bit above it. But Well, um, they can all have their place and have their value. Anyway. Um, and... This one has the best Jiminy Cricket of the t- 20 
Yes. 20s. Of all the thousand Pinocchio movies that have been out, this cricket, and they never call him Jiminy Cricket probably because of copyright versions. But they refer, they'll call him like, oh, there's a cockroach on me. Or, oh, there's a, there's a grasshopper. And he sounds like Jimmy Stewart. He's yeah. like, well, Jack, I don't think you should be doing that. It's, it's so funny. And, and then he gets his moment at the end because there's always like, everybody gets what they deserve in the end. And I'm mm. just going to put it, heroes, villains, everyone in between. And they stuck him with the best character ever. Like, they stuck him with an irredeemable psychopath. Yes. So... <laughs> Comedy writes itself. It does. It does. So we don't really give scores or anything, but this would be like an A plus 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 ten this out of ten. I love this movie. End up being the best movie we see this year. I don't know. Might like, be the year is young. It's only February. But uh, oh, also as a bonus, we went and saw this as an afternoon matinee because it's like thirty percent off, which is important to me. And we walked around the square in our city, which is very nice, and ended up at a nice Mexican restaurant. And I tried pozole for the first time. It's a soup, and it has hominy in it, and it's wonderful. You're officially a Texan. <laughs> I'm a native born and raised Texan, but for 40, almost four years, I've never had pozole, and it was really good, so that was just an all-around good day. Hmm. Indeed. So, we'll be changing our social media handles and YouTube handles and all of that, going from Movie Painter Pleasure Podcast to We're Not Critics, so bear with us. We're, we're making changes, and if you have suggestions for movies or TV shows you want to hear us talk about, guilty pleasures, hate watches, everything in between, make a comment, comment on our podcast, send us a DM, all those things. Mm. So, uh, this doesn't change. If you want to join our cult and be my victim, we will be on YouTube, Twitch, Discord, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and hopefully, if I can change the name, on Instagram. Yes, just look for both. Old and new, I guess. Old is new again.